Hello, and welcome back to the Marathon Agent Podcast. I am your host, Antonio McNeil. Let's get started. We are going to talk about more real estate today. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling blessed. Thankful for everything that I have. Um, didn't come easy. You know, I had to work for it, but I'm still grateful. And I want to go over a couple of things that helped me get to where I'm at today. With two properties under my belt, having my own cars, my own lifestyle that I can maintain that I never thought I would have, I started at the bottom and I had to build myself up. And if you're watching this, you're probably in the same position that I was at six years ago where you're just starting in your career as an entrepreneur, real estate agent, and you're trying to find a way out. You're trying to find a way to build up quick because you're tired of living at ground zero. You want to get up to a different level. Big part of my success and me getting to the level of entrepreneurship that I'm at was from my part-time jobs while I was building up my career. The benefits of having a part-time job family, it, I'm telling you, there are so many benefits. There's not just one. And we're going to go over a couple of them today. It's very underrated, especially for Gen Z, my generation, where we think these part-time jobs, these startup jobs that like, you know, fast food restaurants, retail jobs, you know, they're just not like they're pointless, but they're really not. You have to find the reason for having that job. There's a, always a purpose. Finding your why. As an entrepreneur, you have to find your why, your reasoning for doing everything you're doing. The long grind hours of building up your career to become a successful agent, finding a reason. Is it for family? Is it for yourself? Is it for, you know, buying a house? Is it to go on a you know, nice vacation. What are you, what is your why? For me, I had to figure out my why and my reason for getting, you know, startup jobs, retail jobs, fast food jobs while I was trying to build up a real estate career. What was my reason? We're going to go over those reasons right now. For me, getting some of these part-time jobs that I had, at the time I didn't realize it, but it helped me overall as a person just with talking to people, with how I socialize, interact with people, how I am so comfortable being who I am now in real estate. It all starts from these two specific jobs that I had back when I was 19 and 21. I was 19 years old and as soon as I got my real estate license, I was approved and I was waiting for it in the mail, I got a job at Forever 21. Yay, nice little job at the mall and it was a great experience. Always on the floor asking people, would you like a bag? The girls would come in and they, you know, they knew I was already energetic and they were like, oh, can you help me pick out an outfit for my boyfriend? All that type of stuff. It was so fun. Oh my God. You would think that I was a straight man getting all these numbers, but hey, it's all good. And in that process though, I was able to really talk and ask questions, listen to the clients, what they're looking for, try to see if I can help them find the type of product they're looking for in the store. And then you start creating like a bond, just even if it's for two minutes. And doing that alone was helping me with my communication skills. It was so helping with me talking to people by being on the floor at Forever 21, offering a bag for your clothes, trying to offer help on what kind of shirt to pick out. That type of stuff was really helping me build up my communication. When I was growing up as a kid, I always had a good energy about me, but I was pretty quiet. I was pretty, you know, isolated and my burst of energy didn't really pop out until like, you know, later down in like high school. So <laughs> what I'm saying is, you know, I still struggled right after high school, right when I got my license to really like talk to people. So that job at Forever 21, you're forced, you're working, you have to be on the front grounds, like talking to people, asking if they need assistance, looking for stuff. And a lot of times the hesitation is you don't want want to upset people. You don't want to bother people. And that was something that I was struggling with at first at Forever 21. I was like, I don't want to ask them for the fifth time. Would you like a bag? Oh my God. But what was happening was I was programming myself to be of service and to have good customer service skills. 
Because even though I always had a good personality, I didn't know what customer skills were until I had that Forever 21 job. And it was like, oh, yeah, even though it's annoying and you know, you don't want to necessarily bug them, this is part of service. And even if that person you're asking multiple times, they get annoyed with you after the third time, you are doing your job, so you're creating a standard for yourself. So you have to look at it on both sides. Yeah, I don't wanna bother that person. I want them to just be able to walk around, but I also wanna make sure that they get what they need and they walk out with something so my store sells something for the day. You see what I'm saying? It really prepared me to go at property tours when I was with clients and asking them, what do you like about this home? Do you like the living room space? Do you feel like it's too big? Do you think that you need a little bit more room in the bedrooms? Um, what did you think of the kitchen layout? Did you like that it was open concept? Did you like the island that was placed? Asking those types of questions, I don't think I would have been so detailed with the questions that I asked my clients in real estate if it wasn't for the questions I was asking at Forever 21. You know, would you like a bag for your clothes? What type of product are you looking for? Um, what size do you need? Then I'm going to real estate just like a year later and I'm asking, you know, what's your price point on the house? Um, what do you feel comfortable spending monthly? All of those types of things. It created a customer service monster, which is a good thing. And I was able to do that by having that job at Forever 21. Now, this was my first job at Forever 21. That was the first one. I was 19 and I was still trying to work in real estate. I was still struggling, though. The biggest reason why I was struggling with my job at Forever 21 while trying to build up real estate was because of the flexibility at Forever 21. So when you are looking for a part time job, because I am suggesting this in the video, you should look for a job that offers you time for your business while also making time to bring in money from the part-time job. I was already like two years almost into real estate. I left Forever 21 because I thought like, oh, I sold like six deals. And I realized shortly after leaving Forever 21, only having six deals, I needed a little bit more. I needed, I needed more like backing, like consistently. I couldn't just rely on six checks for a year. So I decided to, you know, swallow my pride and get another job, which was in and out and In-N-Out really helped my career in a lot of ways. It's because of the company I was working for. In-N-Out is an amazing company to work for. I don't care if you're flipping burgers, I don't care if you're doing cleanup crew, which is what I was a part of. It's an amazing place to work at if you are looking to build up or you know start somewhere to get to your entrepreneur or your real estate career quicker. First thing that was a complete difference from the first job at Forever 21 with this job at In-N-Out was my flexibility on hours. The flexibility of hours that I had at In-N-Out were amazing. I was cleanup crew and my hours were from 4 a.m. to 11 a.m. When I first started In-N-Out, I was doing the regular hours that I was doing at Forever 21, but I started to quickly realize that I can't be working at In-N-Out from daytime to nighttime when I could be showing properties in these time slots from 11 a.m., 12 p.m., 1 p.m. I can't be working at In-N-Out. So I quickly went over to Cleanup Crew when I got hired two months after and I started working from 4 a.m. to 11 a.m. with a free lunch, okay? <laughs> that was an amazing thing for my real estate career. Having the flexibility to go into work at 4 a.m., leave at 11 a.m., have a nap for about an hour and do real estate showings, marketing, emails, follow-up calls from 2 p.m. to like 8 p.m. every day, five days out of the week, that helped my real estate career. So follow me. I was able to work from 4 a.m. to 11 a.m. to bring in money 
to pay my bills, pay my daily you know, food costs, all of that gas for my car. I was able to have that because of the job at In-N-Out, but from 4 a.m. to 11 a.m., that's my time. Then from 12 p.m., 1 p.m. to 7 p.m., 8 p.m., I'm able to focus on my real estate career. Now I can go show properties to clients right when I get off of work at 11 a.m. Hey, you know, Mr. Buyer, it's so great to meet you today. I'm looking forward to seeing you at 2 p.m. today, and I'm leaving my In-N-Out shift going to go take a shower, eat some food, whatever, and get my day started as a real estate agent. I wouldn't be able to go show properties and go do open houses and you know buy food for the open houses and do social media ads for my career if it wasn't for money coming in. And that's why, again, having that job at In-N-Out was really helpful for my business because I was able to finally have money bringing in for the business. Ah, okay. As I was working with this company, I was able to build up my negotiation because I was a very good cleanup member. I was very consistent with my cleaning. I, I treated that job like it was my everything, which is something I also want to advise. When you get this job, especially at a good company like In-N-Out, Panda Express, these type of companies, you want to make sure that you are giving it your all because they are going to recognize the manager will recognize you. And this is where it was just like night and day for me. Treat this job like your real estate career and you are going to go far. So I was able to get increases in my pay from $12 to $15 by the time I left. And I only had worked at the company for a little under two years. So I was able to get like a $3 raise within like a year of working there. And it's because I was proving myself every day that I worked there that I really valued my job. Because of course, I recognized the value that the job gave me. Understanding that even though that this job is temporary, I don't want to be flipping burgers or cleaning the scrub, the floors forever. This job right now is the greatest thing for me because it's going to take me to the next level. And it did. And I'm so thankful for it. When I was at In-N-Out and I was 20 years old, 21, you know, for me, you got to think, do I really want to stay here longer? Um, and if I do, great. There's nothing wrong with that. And you know why? Because at certain companies, if you have a place that you're working at while you're building up your career in real estate or being an entrepreneur, let's say the company you're working at for part-time, they have good benefits. And let's just say that your real estate career doesn't work out, but now you've established yourself at this company that you've worked for. For me, it was In-N-Out. I had the opportunity to stay at In-N-Out and build myself up to become a manager, which is something that the managers told me at the time I could do. But they wanted me to focus more on the company In-N-Out versus my real estate career. Now I have a choice to make. You know, my real estate career was still kind of like building up, but not really fast, but it was still building up. Do I want to continue this part time job and, you know, keep building up my business or do I want to just forget real estate and build up myself and become a manager, make six figures at a fast food industry? That is it's, it's no, there's nothing wrong with it. What do I want to do, though? I don't I don't want to do that. So, you know, eventually I left in and out because I knew that it wasn't a permanent thing. It was very temporary. It was a two-year temporary job, but it was a necessary temporary that I needed for my life. Necessary temporary. It was a necessary temporary. And again, going back to that, with that job, I also had the structure with the company. I had the managers checking in on us every week, seeing how the rapport of the workers were. So there was a lot of accountability there. So I learned a lot about how to be accountable for my own actions, how to keep up with consistent work, and how to have flexibility with my 24 hours. 
A lot of times, we look at 24 hours in a day like there's not a lot of time in a day. But if you're able to find ways to structure a part-time job while building up your real estate career and you utilize 12 hours of 24 hours, you can get a lot done by just having a flexible job that allows you to have time to build up the career that you're really aiming to get. Whether it's real estate, whether it's being a business owner for a restaurant of your own one day, you definitely should start working in a retail or a fast food industry type of job in your beginning stages if you have the opportunity to do it within your schedule while building up your career. It's the best decision you will make. Look at the companies before you start applying. I would say look at three to four companies to work for. And again, even if it's retail, even if it's you know, you know, know, fast food, it's a temporary necessary. You really want to focus on the best temporary necessary that you can find, whether it's a fast food job like In-N-Out or it's a job like Forever 21. If you find something in a retail fast food industry, a type of company that really values customer service, that values work with the employees, if you find companies that really highlight customer service things, you are definitely working the right direction and moving in the right direction on finding the right part-time job for yourself. You want to have a part-time job that's temporary that helps you build up skills for your career down the line, if that makes sense. Don't look at this as just like a whatever job. Look at three to four companies that can interview you so you can hopefully get one of those jobs or more that will help you build up your career. But finding the right job is the key to that. And when you are taking the interviews with these companies, let's say Panda calls you back, In-N-Out calls you back, Forever 21 calls you back, great. If these companies start calling you back, this is the perfect time to show yourself as your best self. Give the first impression like no other. Ask the questions that you need to ask the person who's about to employ you, like what the benefits are for health insurance, you know, extra pay, commissions, any of that. Find out everything that you need to know before you get the deal because not only, well, not the deal, but the job, because not only does it show that you're being proactive with the person that might hire you, you're showing that you really care about the job that you're about to get, that you take it serious. And let's be real, a lot of us as Gen Z, especially, we think that nobody cares about these jobs, these managers at McDonald's, they don't care about the people they hire. No, some of them really do. Some of these managers at McDonald's, at Jack in the Box, or you know, uh, whatever, they, they care. Like some of them love being a manager. So if you come in with this like nonchalant attitude, like I could care less, yeah, they may hire you because they need a body, but you're just a body. You're not somebody. You're not like valuable. I mean, damn, that's harsh. But you know what I mean, right? Like you definitely want to have that first impression as the best impression. So the person who may hire you wants to invest in you right when you start and help you get opportunities to build in the company. So not that you can just work for the company forever, but that way you have more money and resources to build your career as an agent or an entrepreneur. Simple. My piece of advice to anybody watching this, if you're starting at ground zero from the bottom and you're trying to get here to your real estate career or your entrepreneur business, I will tell you this, be grateful for the first part-time jobs that you get. And when you do get hired, remember, don't be embarrassed, be grateful, be blessed, feel happy because trust me, this temporary necessary that you're getting it's gonna be worth it when you're three years, four years down the line looking at your properties that you bought, looking at everything that you were able to accomplish, maybe breaking generational curses in your own family. 
maybe it all started from the part-time jobs that you got that helped you with communication skills, customer service skills, and how to become a better leader for your own self when the time is right for you. We're all on God's time and God's time has different timing. If you're spiritual, you get what I'm saying. If you're not, if you have somebody watching over you, guardian angel, whatever, we have our own timing to make it work and we're going to we're going to get there. But sometimes you just have to remember it takes you to make the things happen. You got to take initiative. You got to go find what's going to make your business grow. And if it's a part time job and you know it's a part time job that's going to help you build up your career for down the line. Don't waste time. Go get that job. Go flip a burger. It's all good. I am 26. Uh, I haven't had a full-time job, part-time job outside of real estate for the last four years. So I've been doing real estate full-time for four years, but the first two, you know, I had to have a part-time job. It was nothing wrong with it, was not ashamed of it. I was getting paid. And again, you know, most of my friends didn't even have a job to begin with. So I was very proud of myself. And I know that you're proud of yourself if you're doing that right now. If you're watching my video and you're already one step ahead of the game, you already got your, your, your job, you're secure, your business is booming or building up, you already have the right mindset to get to the next level. So Good job. Now moving into real estate, let's talk about mortgage rates. I want to go over with any buyers that are looking to buy in the next month or two, giving you some ideas of if it's the right time to buy for yourself. If you're looking at CNN's business article here, that the 30-year fixed mortgage rate is averaging at 6.31%. So obviously it's a 3% average difference from last year, which is incredibly different. <laughs> This is why we are seeing that decline in also home sales, average price points, and more. Now, for me, what I see also is the prices dropping, but not as much as I think buyers would like for it. It does show that we have a slight decrease of mortgage rates going down. However, this does not indicate that the rates are going to go crazy down. I do see that this trend will continue to go, though. I do see that the rates will continue to go down slightly. And as time goes on, we're going to see more of a drop that's more substantial. However, going to the prices of these homes, if we're waiting on the lowest price of a house, I don't think that the prices are going to go down low as quick as the rates are going to go. So meaning if you're waiting for the home prices to drop substantially from where they're at, like from an average 500,000 and you're waiting for them to go to 300,000, that may not be the case in most areas that you're looking to buy, especially if you're buying in a state like California, you know, Florida, New York, you know, the coastal states or even some of the states like Texas, right? Where, you know, even though there's indications the market will go down, there's still strong economies and strong housing markets in these states. So going back to the rates going down on average, that's a good thing. But just because the rates and prices are going down on average doesn't mean that the prices are going down for every city in every state in the country. Like counties in California, like San Diego County, you have, you know, L.A. County. They have still maintained a pretty strong price point where even though maybe prices have gone down about 7%, you know, from a couple of months, you know, it's still not a huge enough drop to show an average home going from $800,000 to now $400,000 within six months heading into the new year. In other words, my best advice is I would not wait if you're a new buyer to just have the prices go down substantially because it may never happen. But what will happen is this trend of lower rates. And if you watched my previous video on how to buy down your interest rate with the right agent and lender, you will see even with the rate still averaging over 6%, 
If you find the right home and the right opportunity, like a house that's been on the market for 30, 40 plus days that you love, now you can talk to that seller, have your agent talk to them and lower your rate by getting money back from the seller. Like I said, watch my previous videos and you will see exactly what I mean on how you could buy a home and get a great deal in a market where the rates are going crazy sky high. Especially if you have a pre-approval and you're able to get pre-approved. With the rates going from 5% to 6% in the last couple of months, buyers are bought out and they can't get a home anymore when they could have bought just a couple of months ago because the rates are going up. So if you have that opportunity to buy with a lender, just take advantage of how you can use that pre-approval and lower your rate. Because if that's the only thing that's stopping you, that shouldn't be the reason why you don't buy, especially if you have a way around lowering your rate. And again, with the price points, I understand that that's also a concern. You don't want to buy a house and then it just drop in price. But always remember this, in the real estate market from time, like the beginning times, real estate will always go up, it will always go down, but if you see the markets and you see how real estate always goes up, when it goes up, it goes up. So you might have a period of time where you buy a house in the first year or two, you may see a decrease in value. But hey, if you hold on to that property for long enough for five to 10 years, there is a good chance, a very high chance that you are going to see an increase in profit when you're ready to sell five, 10 years down the line. For me with my house here in Palm Springs, when I purchased the property, I bought it for you know right under $300,000, $295,000. I bought the home for 295, one year later, you're looking at my same neighborhood where houses are now selling for $750,000, whoa. But now you look into 2022 and those same homes that were selling for 800,000 last year are now kind of going back down to 700,000. So again, I seen an increase in profit, a huge increase in one year, then I seen a decrease. And now I'm seeing somewhat of a little stagnant, you know, area of consistency with the pricing. So again, I have my ups and downs with the pricing of my house. I might lose money, but I will always get money back if I wait it out long enough. So if the price is too much for you, if you think it's too much for you, just think around it. Think about how you can get the best deal by lowering your rate. And I guarantee you, if you lose money on your house, just hold on to it long enough so you could see the benefits of what home ownership is about. Because when you're ready to sell in five to 10 years, you're probably selling because you know you could sell your home and make $100,000 or more once you sell it. And that's a good trade-off for me personally. <laughs> And that's all for today's podcast. It was a short one for this week, but I thank you so much for watching. We are going to have some more uh, videos coming up for you next week. So until then, please like and subscribe. It helps grow the channel. I'm trying to get uh, as many people involved with the marathon. I want everybody who's Gen Z, millennial based to be a part of this program and be a part of the journey because I believe in a lot of you. I know a lot of you are right there to becoming that entrepreneur that you want to be. And if there's anything that you want me to discuss in the future that talks more about my career or goes into more real estate topics, let me know. I'm an open book and I'm here to help you. Until then, have an amazing day and go be amazing. Take care.